Hello, and welcome to Your Living Autopsy, a podcast dedicated to helping you dig in and unpack what's going on within so you can live your very best life. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, and welcome back to Your Living Autopsy. Last week, we took a good, hard look at the people in your life. And I hope you were able to start looking at the influences you wanted versus those you either need to let go of or maybe establish some healthy boundaries with. I also hope you can see just how impactful the people in your life can be. That leads me to something else that is very important. Our step for today, outerwear. Truth be told, when I was looking at the steps of an actual autopsy, It said that the medical examiner removed all the clothes from the body for somebody else to examine. I didn't exactly want to call this step or this episode get naked, so I chose outerwear. And like last week, outerwear isn't actually a step in a real procedure, but we can't call on lab techs right now, so we must do the work ourselves. Outerwear. It's such an interesting topic to me now, but honestly, it was actually one of those spots in my life that I totally overlooked until I did this process post-divorce. Now, I won't go as far as Meryl Streep's character Miranda Priestly on The Devil Wears Prada did and say that fashion is everything and everything is fashion. That's not a direct quote, by the way. It's not to say that it isn't for a lot of people, especially those who are in the industry, and those who just genuinely love it. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're not talking about fashion for fashion's sake. What you put on your body is way more than just having fashion or being trendy. So much more. Personally, I didn't grow up with much of a sense of fashion. In fact, I begrudged it. Specifically when it came to my dress code at school. It wasn't that I didn't like to look good, because who doesn't? It's just that it didn't feel natural for me. I had a really athletic body, which obviously I still have, and that body type just didn't look good in the trendy items that were out at the time. So I just wore what I felt right in, even if it wasn't really stylish. Now you can applaud me for that all you want, but it wasn't because I was oh so above it. I really struggled with it. I desperately wanted to have the body type that my friends had. I wanted a waist and hips, and I just really wanted to look good in what they sold at Express and The Limited. I still feel that way most of the time, to be honest, although the stores have changed. During that time, I felt like such an imposter, so I just didn't wear the clothes. I wore, like I said, what felt right on me. And at the same time, I pretended that I was totally fine with it. But I wasn't. In effort to, I don't know, stave off feeling rejected, I decided to reject fashion, to reject trends, because it just made me feel less than. It made me feel sort of stupid. And it didn't stop there. I didn't really do my hair or makeup either, even when it was, like, normal. 
I would say it might have been the only form of rebellion I had as a kid, which I know that makes you really wish we were best friends. I get it all the time. <laughs> I think I mentioned in the first episode that I danced for a long time, like 18 years. And so I did wear costumes, lots of rhinestones, lots of sequins, lots of eyeliner, even rhinestones glued to my eyelids. I had my hair done all the time. I wore the costumes, but here's the thing. It was only for like three minutes at a time when we performed. I was supposed to be in a costume. It was supposed to be a departure from my usual self. And I think I knew that. So it didn't feel like I was an imposter. It felt like I was dressing up for a specific occasion. It would have been the same if I had played a sport with a uniform. Well, minus the hair, the makeup, and the costume part. But you get it. I loved when I got to college and no longer had a dress code. Because if there was no dress code, nobody was wearing what they had to wear. Everyone was just wearing what they wanted. So a lot less comparison. I wore pajamas to class most days. Oversized sweatshirts, sweatpants. Shoot, I don't think I dressed up once. And then I got a record deal. And I had to say a big fat goodbye to my own personal style, if you want to call it that. All of a sudden, I had stylists, wardrobe fittings, day-long shopping trips, a color palette I had to stick with. And all this was a part of my job. I had to stay on brand with my clothes. On top of the clothes, I had to have my hair and makeup done whenever I went anywhere. And if you know me, you know that is dang near impossible. I am not good at doing my own hair and makeup. Actually, that's an understatement. But like I said, it was my job. So I would get up about three hours earlier to try to get it done. And it still didn't look good most of the time. Oh, well. During tour, I was in the makeup and hair chair for like a collective six hours a day. Around 8 a.m. every morning, my hair and makeup would start in the back of the bus. And then throughout the day, I would get touched and retouched over and over again until 11 p.m. when I had my last signing. I had clip-in hair extensions, fake eyelashes, you name it. Talk about a change. Instead of three minutes at a time, like when I was younger, this was who I was. Or at least who I was supposed to be. And honestly, it just wasn't a uniform I was ready for. Here's the funny thing about all that. During that time, I was super fashionable. I was more fashionable in one week than in my entire life. I was photo-ready and stage-ready all the time. And yet, I still felt like an imposter. Before, when I was younger, I didn't feel qualified to wear the clothes. And then when I had the clothes put on me, I still didn't feel good about it. I had no idea that it wasn't about the clothes. It was about me. And looking back, I realized I had no idea who that was 
I would have never believed this before. But your clothes, your hair, your makeup, your accessories, whether it's something you're interested in or not, it is a big part of your life. And that's why it's a step here in this living autopsy. So what do you look like right now? Are you still in your pajamas with bedhead? Are you dressed? Whatever it is, go find a mirror and look at yourself. When you get there, really look. See what you have on your body, how your hair is styled or not, what your face looks like, clear, made up, sleepy, blemished. If you are fully dressed for the day, this is easy. But if you're not, think about what you would be wearing if you were. Or if it's just easier for you, pause the podcast and go ahead and get ready and come back. Your call. All right, assess yourself. Who do you look like? Do you look like you or someone else? Would you consider your daily clothes, your hairstyle, your makeup, etc. to be your uniform? Or something that constantly changes with your mood? Maybe with the trends. Maybe how you feel physically. Like if you're sick or for the ladies out there when it's that time of the month. And if you're in a position to, write down your answers to all these questions. And journal for a little bit. See what comes up. This is not an invitation for you to judge yourself here. So please be aware of any negative feelings that crop up when I ask you this stuff. If you answered yes to the fact that you are dressing more like someone else, that is okay. This self-autopsy thing is supposed to give you answers, not bury them. The sooner you realize something, good or bad, the sooner you can decide if you want to keep on doing it or thinking it. Let's get back to the assessment. But first, smile at yourself in the mirror, please. I know, silly. Just humor me. How do you feel in your skin when you leave the house on a typical day? Do you have your head held high, feeling good and confident? Or do you feel like a total imposter? Sometimes you might feel confident simply because you are dressed like someone else because you're not being you. And if that's the case, consider why that is. Again, no judgment. Please, no judgment. Write down anything that comes up for you. What we put on our bodies is so much more than fabric. How we wear our hair is so much more than a style. If we wear makeup or none at all, is so much more than covering up a zit or accentuating our cheekbones. It's a window into our souls, as goofy as that sounds. I would have never said this in the past, but I will now. It's so important to figure out what your style is if you haven't already. And remember, style and fashion, while interchangeable in some respects, are not for the purposes of our process. So let's move on to your closet. If you're en route and not at home, obviously you can't do this right now, but make a mental note to do so when you do get home. Or if you're really in touch with your clothing options and can picture your closet, that's fine too. 
your closet, your dressers, wherever you keep your wardrobe, what do you see? We're not talking about cleanliness or organization, but what is actually on your hangers or folded up. I looked at mine just now, and for the first time ever, I think I have more of a style than I've ever had. I've got my Aspen-style flannels for any time there's a chill, which is all the time, my oversized winter sweaters, my warmer-weather jumpers and rompers, my go-to yoga and workout collection, and lastly, my essentials, sweatpants and sweatshirts. At 34 years old, I finally figured out a style for every season. Something I feel like me in at all times. And this goes for shoes too. And like I said earlier, accessories. So what about you? What about your clothes, your shoes, your accessories? Do you feel like it's you? Are there items in your closet that you've worn once? Are there items that you've worn not at all? Why? Not to get all Marie Kondo on you, but how do the clothes in your closet make you feel? And if the clothes that you're seeing, the accessories, the shoes, if they are someone else, who is that person? And if you have someone else in mind, why do you craft your style around that person to begin with? Write it down. If it's someone you flat out admire, or maybe just share a body type with, cool. But if you're trying to somehow embody someone else in order to try to feel like you're in their proverbial shoes, pause in that thought and think about it for a minute. And again, write down anything that comes up. For the next week, I challenge you to really think about what you put on your body, on your face, how you wear your hair, and most importantly, how you feel with all of it. Maybe even keep a log if you feel like that might benefit you. And by the next time we meet, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on it. I put a link to contact me in the show notes for this episode, so please reach out. If you feel like a success at this point, like you absolutely know your style and feel like 100% yourself and everything you put on your body, gosh, I am happy for you. Like I said, I'm probably there for the first time at 34. And that's after I got divorced, remarried, and did all this work for myself. Until then, I had no idea how it was affecting my sense of self and how much my struggle was you know, coming out in other ways in my life. If you have a lot of work to do, like I did, you are right on track. And instead of being annoyed by it or bummed out by it, just think of it this way. You can do something about it, and that's pretty cool. As you notice what isn't working for you, I suggest you think about donating some items or giving them to people who might embody them perfectly. Get them out of your closet. Stop rummaging through them and passing them over every single time. Shoot, sell them on Poshmark or eBay or get some money for it. And you can shop for a replacement that fits you a little bit better. 
literally and figuratively. It doesn't have to be an overhaul, just a piece-by-piece transition, very intentional and thoughtful. In fact, that's sort of the theme of this entire autopsy. And a perk of this is if you're like me, you might end up with a closet you can keep clean for once because you got rid of all the items that didn't aid you in getting to that best version of you. Like I said nearer to the start of this podcast, fashion and style are different. At least for our purposes. This process is not about fashion in the sense of what someone else says. Because fashion is about somebody else. It's not about trends. It's not about models. It's not about body types. But it is about style. Your style is a reflection of you. Of your inner self showing up to the outside world. I was so wrong to reject the importance of what I put on my body. How I wore my hair. What I put on my face. I mean, I know why I rejected it. I was scared. I misunderstood the whole thing. I assumed that all that was just about looking like everyone else, or at least being able to. So I chose to wear the slouchy clothes, not to follow all the trends, to wear the bare minimum of the dress code in order to say the world and myself, this is not important to me, so I am not playing. And I told you before, I was lying. I cared. I wish I had known back then that style was not about what everyone else had or what everyone else could wear or pull off. My style was about me, not them. Somewhere in there I missed that. One thing that style and fashion have in common is that style is also 100% in the eye of the beholder. Your style is not up to a friend, a partner, a parent. Not really. I mean, they can have an opinion, but it's not really up to them. They can have their own style, and that's not up to you. So let's go back to what you said was in your closet and or on your body. Look at what you wrote down. Think about your style. What would you consider your style to be? Since I'm not traditionally fashionable, I didn't really know how to answer this for myself. So I went on the internet and Googled it. (laughs) I found a great blog post that told me all the options I could have. So I am putting the link for that in the show notes. Here are some of the examples that it said. And again, if you want to see the photos, definitely click on the link. Think about who you are as I read these. Number one, casual. Elegance and comfort, but nothing too bold or exotic. Simple and cute. Number two, chic. More trendy and fashionable, like in the Vogue magazine sense. Well-tailored and classy. Number three, vintage. Anything from the past. Number four, bohemian. Think of this as non-traditional with wild patterns, exotic textures, more gypsy hippie. 
Number five, artsy. Creative, a statement, making a path of your own in terms of fashion. Number six, sexy, putting your best features forward, wearing heels, tighter clothes, showing lots of skin, and leaving very little to the imagination. Number seven, sophisticated, a statement of pure quality and polish. Think luxury businesswoman minus the formal part. Number eight, tomboy. No ruffles, no frills, no laces, please. Just simple and modern and less feminine. Number nine, rocker. Vintage tees, ripped jeans, leather jackets. Typically, all the clothes are smaller in size and constantly changing with the genre that you're repping. And lastly, number 10, preppy. Collared t-shirts, A-line skirts, girly blouses, headbands. If you've seen Legally Blonde, it's just like Selma Blair's character Vivian Kensington. Or Leighton Meester's character Blair Waldorf on Gossip Girl. Personally, I think I'm a mix of casual and tomboy. Maybe sometimes rocker. I am a musician's kid after all. What about you? I really suggest checking out this link because it really helps you get a visual of what I'm talking about. So look at this link and find yourself. Maybe you're a combination like I am. Maybe you see yourself in one of the photos and you're like, yep, that would be me. How do you feel about this? Do you think it's too silly to think about your style? Or maybe you're rejecting it because it's scary. You're a little uncomfortable with it. Whatever it is, just be honest with yourself. If you couldn't find yourself on that list, or you really just couldn't decide, there's a good chance you just don't know what's going on inside. Maybe you just don't know yourself as well. Maybe you've been someone else for so long that it's hard to tell. And I can completely understand and empathize with that because that's how I felt for the longest time. Just like we try on personalities, we also try on literal outfits, literal styles. And over time, it may or may not reflect who you really are, but you just go with it. If you are confused right now, it's okay. Just like every other step in this process, you evolve. Every step leads to the next. And then you can go back and add to what you're learning about yourself. Every step reveals a little bit more. So maybe make a note at the top of your page to come back to this one once we get to the end of the process. Maybe it'll be more clarified for you. Wouldn't that be great? Next week, we're going to talk about personal effects. Before I go, I want to thank my dad, Dan Huff, because he created the music for this podcast, and it's awesome. And I also want to remind you that I would love to see you join us for our mini course on getting unstuck coming up on Zoom. 
For more information on the time, head on over to howtomoveonandbehappy.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're getting something out of this and I know it will only get more interesting in our next step. Until then, I'm Ashlyn and this is Your Living Autopsy. And remember, today is done, but tomorrow is up for grabs. You got this.